previously on Notes from the Loft. There's something to be said for not saying anything. Because as it turns out, what needs to be said is ingrained in the exact things that I have been keeping silent about in the 30 years that I've been alive. Here's the thing. For the first time in my life, I can finally hear my own voice. And I love it. I love it. I love that after so many years, it finally doesn't sound like anybody else's. It's me. I'm putting this out there hoping that someone will hear me and find it within themselves to join in on the conversation. I hope this finds you. And I hope you find me. We have lots to talk about. It's true. I've always, always wanted to do that. Hi, guys. Lovely beings. So, quick word before I give you episode two. Here's a fun fact. I had been sitting with the idea of starting a podcast since last year. November, to be exact. But it wasn't until the first week of January of this year that... I really felt the pull to actually start. And of course, this has always been my problem. As with any other idea that I come up with, the work that I thought I'll have to put in intimidated me. When it comes to actually taking action, I choke. It sucks, I know, but it is what it is. See, I struggle with perfectionism. And having a glimpse of what it would take to get the podcast up and running at the level that would satisfy me just gets too overwhelming sometimes. And to that, my default response, of course, is to procrastinate. And that has led to a lot of projects and ideas getting pushed to the back burner. Again, I know it sucks. But somehow, I was able to get it together and to push back on those unhealthy patterns, as stubborn as they are. And I was able to come up with a completely different title and look for the podcast and to record and to edit and to upload and launch the whole thing all in two days. And the only reason I was able to do that was because of recent events, which you will hear more about in just a bit recent events that moved me into a position where I can hear my voice more clearly than ever before. And that's how the first episode came to be. It was like an ode to this voice that suddenly feels really close. But as you know, that voice can sometimes get lost in our very human tendency to get stuck in things of the past or worries about the future, or even certain emotions that we can't seem to shrug off right away. Other times, it can get drowned out by other voices as well. And so I thought, for this episode, I could talk about my experience having to listen for my own voice in a sea of all those chatterboxes. I know it's a tricky thing to distinguish that voice from the rest, And I thought I'd share how I've been trying to navigate that because it has definitely contributed greatly in my journey of healing from certain things I've gone through in recent years. 
perhaps there's something here that you can take away and use in your own journey. I hope so. So there, I did not intend episode 2 to go the way it will go for the next few minutes, but just hear me out, please. Thank you for listening to this long disclaimer, but without further ado, here is episode 2. So on the first episode, I said I found my own voice. And as creepy as that sounded, I meant it. (laughs) I could have sworn I felt like I nailed it. Like I had it, like I really had it down pat. Like I was certain in a few days, I would definitely find the people this podcast was meant to speak to. It didn't matter if it sounded a wee bit cryptic. I mean, come on, be honest. It was like, what was I even talking about? I wasn't even sure when I when I listened to the episode the day after. I was like, what? But in that moment when I launched it, when after after recording, I was I felt so proud and confident about what I was about to put out there. I was thinking my people will know what I was talking about. Doesn't matter if. Um, no one else understood. My people would get it. Then fast forward to the next morning, I woke up really uneasy. I thought about following up the episode with post-show notes because I wanted to clarify what I meant. And then all of a sudden, I was very critical of the work that I put out the night before. I was thinking maybe I didn't really get my point across. A monologue ensued in my head, which went like, that sounded hella creepy, Uh, if not downright narcissistic. I mean, who loves hearing their own voice, right? (laughs) And then add to that, the anxiety of having to put out another episode in exactly a week. See, I made a pact with myself. Um, I thought it would be a good challenge on myself to get me to follow through because a few people know this about me, but following through isn't really one of my strong suits. So yeah, I made a promise to to put out an episode every week. Um, then to raise the stakes, I thought I'd do an episode on Kobe Bryant's passing for this week. Not for clout or anything like that. I just really have a lot to say about what happened. I, I cried for three days straight. It's not the point. I am going to do that episode eventually. But then my brain got busy scrambling for ideas. Small ideas, they got really big. Too big, in fact. I almost threw the idea of even releasing a next episode out the window. I was like, forget it. I can't do this. The next thing I know, I was just staring at the ceiling. I was in a funk. And how could I not be? I just spoke about having found my voice and that I love it. And and there I was the morning after feeling really disconnected. So in that state, I proceeded with my morning routine, my morning exercise, starting with a couple sets of mindless scrolling through Instagram, as you would, and a few reps of likes and saves in between. And just as my thumb was gaining momentum, I stumbled upon an image posted by 
Clara McGowan, McGowan, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but she's a poet and she's on Instagram and um, she shares artworks about finding your own voice and things like that. So this particular image, I can probably repost the image that I'm talking about, but it said, I stopped listening for your voice. Now I can hear my own. And it was like confirmation and guidance. And instantly I took that to mean that I'm right where I'm supposed to be in my podcast journey. That it would probably do me so much good if I don't get fixated on the work that I already put out there. Because regardless of the outcome, it is what got this podcast up and running. And it will be that fuel that will get me going because it's already out there. I will have to follow through. What matters is that it was good enough for me at the time. If I waited around for that episode to be perfect, I probably would never have started this podcast in the first place. And just like that, I was back to that sweet spot that I was in that night I recorded the episode. And it also reminded me of how I was able to finally start this podcast and how I should approach my creative process moving forward. So let's go back. I released that episode on Friday last week. So let's go further back um, to Thursday, the day before I launched my podcast. Um, it had been three days after I learned of the passing of Kobe and Gigi and the seven other people in that helicopter. And like I said, it hit me hard. But on Thursday, I felt almost ready to pick myself back up because I just, I had to. Um, but yeah, it hit me hard. But that's a story for another day. But I will say that that tragedy brought me into a place of deep reflection. I mean, I know I have been spending a lot of time alone. And you would think six months worth of solitude would have been enough for me to have done enough reflection and contemplation. But you know, there are just some things that happen that move you into a contemplative mood. And this is no different. I can probably speak more about this in a separate episode, and I will because I am really moved to talk about Kobe and what his life and death meant to me. But yeah, I was in such deep thought about death and loss and how to go about living after a tragic loss and how I better be spending my time here on earth going forward, how I really needed to start working on things I truly care and am passionate about, like this podcast because life's just too short and in the same breath how do i begin where do i begin interestingly enough i had also been asking the same question even before the tragedy happened because oh here we go days before i hit a wall on something that i thought I had already gotten over a long time ago. See, there was this person 
that I had such a connection with. And therefore, when we grew apart and just out of the blue stopped speaking, I had a really hard time getting over the friendship. And to be fair, I thought I have. It's been almost two years since the last time we spoke, and here I am thinking I'm already at that place where I had moved on. I sincerely thought I was doing great. Until I opened an old Dropbox account of mine, which contained a folder of photos and basically reminders of the friendship, and I almost lost it. Which threw me off so bad, I felt I was back to square one. I mean, of course I'm not back to square one. I mean, I feel a lot better today, and so I guess I should just call that a hiccup. But at the time, it felt so real, and I was so frustrated and disappointed in myself. And I caught myself saying, damn it, I have to start over. How? Where? Anyway, going back to that day that Kobe died, days after... Dropbox gate. I went about my day and at some point I caught myself um, being aware of this conversation that was going on inside my head. And I was reminded of one of the notes I had written and saved on my phone. It started with the lines from a song by the script that goes, When's the day you start again? When the hell does you get over it begin. Yeah, that song. <laughs> At the end of the note, I wrote these words. Here. Right here. Exactly where you are. With what you have. Just as you are. And boom. That's when and how I finally put the rubber on the road, so to speak. That was the moment I caught the willpower to start this podcast. I sat in front of my computer and I just got myself attuned to the now, to the moment. And a few minutes later, I was able to come up with the title Notes from the Loft, which of course is a nod to where I am, which is the loft of our family home that I just moved into on New Year's Day. What I have, I looked around and recognized I have this computer the notes that I'd written the past few months that played a huge part in my healing, along with this renewed sense of self I'd gotten as a gift just by allowing myself to go on this journey. And right then, I was washed with a deep sense of relief. Because for the first time after a long time, creating no longer felt like I had to reach for something outside of myself. See, prior to this realization, I had come up with all sorts of ideas for the title, for the logo, down to the episode titles. And the way I did that was I would spend hours imagining things as if summoning things from the void just to come up with catchy episode titles and slick logo design ideas, the whole shebang. And I'm not saying that it's not a good way to create. It's, in hindsight, that was still a good place to start. And that's probably what I'm more likely to lean towards when push comes to shove. Because man, is this voice elusive. But I digress. Oh, now I'm not sure how listening to me ramble on about this is going to help you. But if it turns out that I'm the only one to benefit from this, then I'll take it. 
<laughs> I'm probably going to need it more than anyone else anyway. So I'm glad I'm putting this out there for me to listen to when I need it. Thank you, self. <laughs> anyway, I said all that because that idea of being fully committed to the present is what has since been helping me to find and connect to my voice. I'm not talking about the sound that comes out of my mouth. Here's the clarification. <laughs> I'm talking about my inner voice. In the words of Sam Lamott, I was talking about my spirit and my presence and my character and my energy and everything that I bring with me that's not just my body to the room. See, I had been so worried about having to come up with content that people can appreciate and relate to. Episodes that are maybe more contemporary or relevant to, to current events, just so I'd have a better chance of attracting more listeners and followers. I was trying to hold on to any semblance of control over the outcome because, well, isn't that what we do? It turns out I don't have a say in that. People will listen to what they feel led to listen to. My only job is to tell my story, to stay curious, to continually examine my life, and then to channel the lessons from those experiences into these notes the best way I know how, whilst hoping that others can maybe find themselves in the things that I will share. There lies my voice. What I was looking for has been right here all along. And I just needed to pull my focus to the present, to what's inside. True enough, I, everything that has come out so far on this episode, and even on the last one, had come from something that's been sitting right here inside me. I only needed to look back on what I went through thus far. Uh, the trauma of going through such a big change from quitting my job in Kuwait, which also meant giving up security and stability and having to endure being away from my family. I mean, I still have my sisters and my brother here with me in the Philippines, but that life I left in Kuwait with my parents was all I knew. And as drastic as that decision looked from the outside, it was a long time coming, but it was no less painful. But I had to go through it. I had to experience the pain of losing things, privileges, relationships, the fear and discomfort of diving into the unknown, being criticized for being too emotional, having my butt handed to me by a bout of anxiety and borderline depression, the whole nine yards. But what a gift. It's such a gift. Because from all that I've been through, I learned so much more about myself. My traumas, my triggers. I was able to come up with better coping mechanisms. I learned to slowly reconnect with my inner child and to address her needs that may have been neglected growing up. Because of all that I've been through, I not only found my voice, but I found my smile again. I reconnected with the passion I used to have for writing and in the process found great comfort and healing. And 
that discovery is what moved me to share my story. Because if it helped me heal, perhaps others can find healing in it too. So yeah, that's what I meant when I said I found my voice. It can be very elusive, but man, it's chatty as hell. It's the voice that doesn't tire of reminding me ever so softly to improve my sleeping habits, even as I'm recording this at 3 a.m. Um, it's the voice that eggs me on to eating my greens ever so gently as I munch on four pieces of fried chicken at dinner. It's the same voice that appeals to me ever so lovingly to start really taking care of myself because I'm going to need it as I continue on this path to creating the life that I want for myself. It cheers me on as I learn to put myself first before I could attempt to serve others. It assures me that my healing comes first before I can take on any other responsibility. It gives me a pat on the back and affirms me that I'm on a roll trying to rebuild my life on and around the things that I truly care about. It promises me that I'm exactly where I need to be. And it reminds me that even if I fail, I can always try again. And so I try. Now, I probably have to say that there's this other voice that sometimes sounds just like the one I talked about, only meaner. It says things like, you're too this or you're too that and you're not good enough, you're not blank enough or that sentence won't cut it or that makes no sense. People won't understand you. You're alone and you, you probably should look for a job because this is a pipe dream and all that jazz. It's a whole thing. And the problem is sometimes I can't even make out which is which because they're just on the same frequency. They both sound like me, but the difference is one leaves me feeling empowered and the other leaves me feeling like shit. And I can probably dedicate a whole other episode for this too, but Something tells me I've given it enough airtime. I'm guessing 30 years is enough. So back to my inner voice. Some days I can't help wishing I learned to connect to this voice earlier. That there was someone who could have pointed it out to me when I was a kid. Because I would have loved growing up knowing what I know now. I probably could have done things I've always wanted to do a long time ago. I probably wouldn't have stretched myself so much trying to gain everyone's approval. I probably could have been a, m a much happier kid. But before I even drown in regret, the same voice tugs at my arm, prodding me to trust in my own timeline, my very own journey, the same journey that made it easy for me to finally see my life as worth falling in love with because it turns out it was those painful moments that taught me to look at life the way I do now. And what's more, it's prodding me to pay it forward. <laughs> like I even have a choice. I couldn't hold these in, even if I tried. So pay it forward, I shall. This voice, man. It's chatty as hell, but it's my own. And I love it. 
And that's it for today's episode. Um, if you're still there, thank you for, again, sticking through to the end. I look forward to, again, having you on the other side for the next episode. But until then, I hope you have a good weekend and I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.